Hello, everybody, and welcome to Roll Up, episode 22. We are back with you. It has been, it feels, you know, it's it's only been like two weeks, but it feels like it's been forever. I don't know how you feel, Todd, but but it feels like it's been forever. Uh, yeah, that vacation I was on was a very long one, and yeah, it does feel like a month ago at least, yes. That's what happens when you go to a galaxy far, far away. That's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, how was vacation? Oh, it was it was great. I uh, had a really good time. We were down in Orlando for the week, and uh, I visited uh, 11 countries, uh, visited uh, the other side of the galaxy, went to Andy's backyard, uh, did, did a little everything. It was great. Nice. That's what I love to hear. Um, well, we're, we're very excited to be back. Uh, I, I think sometimes, you know, you need a break just to kind of recharge. And obviously there were vacations taking place and Mike is not with us tonight um, because he's, he's, you know, got a, a lot going on as, as we all do. Um, but uh, he'll definitely be back with us here in a couple of weeks. Um, we do, however, have a very special guest. Brock Atkinson is with us uh, to do the promoter spotlight. Brock, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. It's like I said, it's good to be back. You know, it's, uh, it's always strange. I, at one point I was doing like three podcasts at once and now things have been kind of quiet because my uh, co-host on my other podcast recently moved. And so we've kind of been, you know, holding off on getting anything started and took a break here. And I just feel like, um, it's not quite like riding a bike, you know, (laughs) I hear you in front of the microphone again. And it's like, Oh, Right. I have to talk, uh, <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing the promoter spotlight with you. There's a lot of cool stuff I think that we could talk about. So I really thank you for joining us and um, it'll be fun. And I, I know that there are probably a lot of promoters out there listening that are already familiar with you and, and your work and uh, hopefully just as many that aren't. So we'll be able to kind of tell them about some of the stuff that you've done with the game uh, in, in your time with it. Right on. Um, but first we're going to go ahead and get to our opening bell. We do have some news right up front. Uh, and I think we should kick things off with the announcement of a new character for CWF future shock 2117. And that is epitome, uh, coming to the CWF. He's going to shake things up in a big way. He's not the type to arrive quietly. He's going to make no noise in your fed right away. His catchphrase, please excuse me while I clear my throat gets a huge reaction from CWF crowds wherever he goes. And it is such a big debut that epitome is not only getting a card in future shock 2117, but he's also getting a second card in COTG prime. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, some of the questions that we're left with are what does epitome have to say? He of course, in the artwork is carrying a microphone and is Mr. Centra. Why is Mr. Centra so unhappy with him? Uh, so, Really cool character. Love the artwork. Love the fact that he's you know basically got his back turned to us. Uh, just looks like a really cool character. Todd, uh, unfortunately, like I said, Mike's not here with us, so we can't you know we we can't try to pick out some extra details from him. <laughs> uh, but uh, what do you have to say about Epitome? No, I love the artwork there. Definitely really cool. I know uh, those who went to Galacticon maybe got a little sneak peek of this one here. Uh, but a uh, really cool character, a uh, neat uh, role he's uh, going to play. And, you know, I know there's some guesses as to what that second car is going to be. You're like, yeah, he's got a microphone. You know, what is he going to do with that? Uh, definitely an uh, interesting, um, you know, type of card. Uh, that will be there. And the artwork will also be very interesting too. I can't say much more than that, but uh, you will find out more in the coming weeks for sure. 
Excellent. Excellent. I can't wait. I'm really, it's funny. I, I, I was thinking about this earlier, but I'm just, uh, I feel like I, I go to my prime for this year and it looks lonely and I know it's not, we've had two releases. It's awesome. But you know, you go back to the other years and there's all these awesome cards and we've gotten mm-hmm. extra cards at times and now, and I'm just looking and it's like, man, 2021 feels like you've taken two years already. So <laughs> why not fill out that, that list? Uh, <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to seeing the prime cards, honestly, uh, that'll accompany this interest set. And, and the fact that epitome gets an extra card is super cool. And yeah, I think we can jump to some conclusions, whether or not they're right or not. We'll have to wait and see. That's right. Um, Next up, we have a really cool announcement, and that, of course, is for our uh, Indies Deathmatch set, and uh, it's going to be the the violence artist himself, Alex Cologne. Uh, really cool card. Now, of course, uh, he had a card before um, with the CZW set. Um, which set was that? Was it? It wasn't the first set, was it? It was not. Oh, you're gonna make me think about this. Here. I am gonna make you think about it. See if I, I didn't. It, it was pretty early. I think it was the second one. I think you're right, been, Brock. Yeah. I could look it up easily. It was indeed. Were. It was indeed the second the set. Okay. So there you go. Uh, that's what happens on this show. Everything just occurs on the fly. There's little preparation. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it'll be really cool. You know, it's an update, obviously, a long time coming. Um, and I think even just looking at his career and the shape of his career, uh, it's really well deserved because he has accomplished uh, a lot, I think, on the indie scene in the past few years to really kind of cement his legacy legacy um as you know as a deathmatch wrestler and uh, I, I know that unfortunately due to the pandemic uh he was unable to do some of the stuff in japan that he was hoping to do but here's to hoping that you know things will get better and he'll be able to go over to japan and do some matches over there because i know he was really looking forward to that i think last year uh w- was when it was supposed to happen maybe um and obviously that that couldn't occur but uh you know just a, a cool competitor uh and and has really i think um been one of those guys that uh, tries to steer people away from you know the common criticisms of deathmatch wrestling really helped to tell a story with the wrestling um you know he's clearly an accomplished wrestler and technician like in the ring as far as what we normally consider but he just happens to like to do it with panes of glass and barbed wire and hey, everyone's got their know, thing right exactly <laughs> uh so he'll, he'll make a great addition to the set and i think is a perfect first name to announce uh for the set um any any other thoughts on that todd uh well yeah i mean obviously three-time tournament of survival winner uh you know he won the last two and you know i know you know zeke and i were talking about going through we're like oh we think he'll make it to the finals but he can't win a third time he won a third time in a row (laughs) so yeah he is uh really you know an expert and and, you know this is a a card that i know we've been talking about for a while of yeah he really needs that like death match update uh and we thought you know as part of this set there i think you know um you know as, as of right now we're playing it to be a six card set he's the only update in there the other five cards will be uh brand new wrestlers uh to phil singer games uh depending how things shake out we might add another two more cards and maybe one of those might be another update but as of right now we're planning on six cards uh at this point uh but you said things could always you know card subject to change um (laughs) but we thought that was if if we're going to update anybody that was probably the one that we thought was the most appropriate i know this was in uh, one of the polls we had last year 
for uh, you know a mail update that we did for Q4 Prime last year, um, and uh, Willie Mack wound up winning that poll. Uh, but we still thought Alex Colon definitely needed one, and this was a, a great spot for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and just to kind of um, expand a little bit on my earlier comments, he has wrestled in Japan before. I just know that there was uh, a hope that he would get over there to do some more uh, big Japan stuff, and and uh, that didn't happen, um, obviously uh, due due to the pandemic. But I think that uh, you know he's he's hoping to get back over there and work with Big Japan again and do some other deathmatch stuff because um, it's been a few years, uh, a couple of years since he was able to do that. But um, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's a it's it's a great um, it's a great way to, to update him, and and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the stats are like and obviously seeing what the rest of the set is like uh brock do you have any thoughts on on alex cologne yeah i'm looking forward to it um i, I think this deathmatch set's going to appeal to a new audience for the game too because it's hot right now like everyone's yeah. talking about it i think it's perfect timing for this kind of set to to come out yeah i you know that's a really good point i think it's really interesting to see the fact that deathmatch wrestling has gotten much more of a spotlight recently a, you know obviously due to the matt cardona and, and nick gage match and then of course nick gage wrestling on aew and you know having mm-hmm. just the that kind of that huge moment on dynamite um it, it, with jericho uh and of course domino's pizza so <laughs> <laughs> so i think that uh um you know that's something that we a lot of fans uh, i i think would never have expected to see on national television um we may never see it again but well right (laughs) (laughs) um although you know i will say you know aew is not shied away um from from having uh, well basically blood and guts um Mm -hmm. on on their shows and i i think that it's it's honestly it's kind of paid off for them because uh it it just proves that they are an alternative that there's something different and I, i think that because uh Warner seems to be so behind them. They, they, they've been given a lot of leeway um, to to do whatever they want. And, and the fact that a lot of the stories that came out post uh, Gage Jericho about the network being mad at them were, were fabrications uh, mm-hmm. that, that it seems like they're going to be able to kind of continue to do that sort of stuff. Um, if not necessarily specifically that uh, at, <laughs> least, at least have a little, a little bit of edge to their product, which I know a lot of people enjoy. Um and I think you're right. I think there will be uh, potential to get uh, new eyes on the game through mm-hmm. this set and through some of the talent that will be involved with the set. Sorry, Todd, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say one thing I think, uh, you know, we a little bit of a, a focus, you know, unintentionally, I guess, at first. But I, I, one thing I was thinking about the other day is, you know, w- with this set, we're also going to be having, you know, a new set of kind of rules around kind of like basic death matches. You know, mm, okay. be able to run that, that style of, of, of a show. Or, or a match or, or series of matches. And the one thing I was thinking is kind of interesting is, you know, this year, um, you know, Fistler Games has really provided three different ways to play the game that really weren't available before. So, you know, obviously this deathmatch one that we're talking about now, also the vintage uh, set earlier this year with the vintage charts, you're know, really being able to p- play that style of match. And then also with the, um, the ringside personnel pack and having the t- TV studio show. So that's the one thing I kind of like this year is being able to kind of give different options of different ways that you can kind of play the game this year. Mm-hmm. And then obviously coming up later in the year, we're having the ringside companion and that'll give you a whole bunch of more options on different types of matches and, and other things that you can include in the fed too. So I really like the focus of just being able to have a different way to kind of play the game we've been playing for so long. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that's uh, another great point. I, I think that those vintage charts have uh, really enhanced the game for a lot of people, myself included. And uh, the opportunity to have kind of like some deathmatch rules, just general kind of rules, will be really, really cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing those. Um, it's exciting. It's I, I, again just to have something different like this. You know, obviously we've had the CZW sets in the past, and you know, uh, Tom has obviously created a couple of matches, like the the initial barbed wire cage match, and you know, there's been a ton of of kind of deathmatch stuff uh, out there for a while but to be able to uh to have kind of just general rules will be will be really really cool so i'm looking forward to that um and i think it, it just speaks to the the creativity because there's obviously been a lot of work done uh, over the past like 20 25 years where people i i, I think we're, we're starting to incorporate you know more and more uh deathmatch stuff and there was uh, the gwf hardcore yahoo group for a while that was really focused on, on <laughs> oh yeah a lot of that over the top stuff uh you know i, I there's there's a, a match that I created an overblown crazy insane match still to this day on the boards uh, during that time uh, but yeah I, I I think this is going to be a really cool set and I think that there's going to be some some surprises in store that the promoters are really going to like um, and and you know there's there's stuff that I didn't even know about I didn't even know about these rules until now so uh, <laughs> uh, Todd, right exactly uh, Todd do you have any other uh, news and notes from Fed HQ that you want to share with promoters well you know we just uh, wrapped up last week also the voting for the legends uh, promoter prime uh, for Q3, you know, we had three different polls that were out, um, that people were able to vote on. And, um, you know, one was, one was a black and white update. One was a brand new card. Um, and then, uh, one was a different alternate personality of, of somebody already in the game, uh, in the color cards. Uh, and, you know, originally we were going to have them run out and find out who, you know, everybody picked, uh, then Grant from the Phil Singer Games fan podcast gave the challenge to the Legends team to keep those names a secret and let everyone find <laughs> out when they open up their envelopes. So, uh, you know, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. And then, you know, Chad and and, and Corey and Tim, they're like, no, let's do it. So uh, <laughs> I think we you know hid those results. Uh, but, you know, the, I think the discussion is still out there. You might be able to there's a couple, there's, there's like one, you know, that you might have an idea of who, who picked, but there's, there's at least one that like went right down to the wire nice. at the end there. So the, there'll be uh, some surprises there. Uh, but yeah, we're starting, you know, Werner's starting working on all the uh, different legends uh, releases that we got coming up. And as well as uh, I think he's, all, he's, you know, more than halfway done with the indie cards, uh, uh, for the set already and he's you know obviously you can see with the uh, epitome card and some other ones that he's been working on center too so he's uh he's busy working on the official stuff uh, again for us very very cool um yeah, man, that, I, I I love the fact that uh it's gonna be a surprise for folks and uh I think that um you know, it was an interesting selection of names. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, there was, there was one in my mind that had potential to be a bit of a runaway, but you never can tell, um, you know, the, the alternate persona, but, uh, yeah, the other two I felt like were pretty wide open because it wasn't, um, there, there were like, to me personally, there wasn't like one big standout name in the bunch, like with mm-hmm. the black and white conversions, it was just sort of like, wow, you know, all of these guys, I'd love to see all these guys. So right. who do I pick? You know, it's kind of a toss up. And with the new names, they were kind of the types of names that it's like, 
I don't, you know, none of these names scream to me, they have to be in the set, you know, right now. Right. Um, so it was a great opportunity to kind of just, yeah, see, see how the vote would go. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably going to ask you off mic to spoil it, though. Um, so, <laughs> uh, speaking of legends, though, uh, Todd, you had mentioned earlier uh, that, uh, you know, we're dropping before we, we actually make any sorts of announcements. But you said that you might have a little bit of a, a tease for the announcement coming uh, on Friday. A tease for the teaser, yeah. So we... <laughs> The the, uh, the announcement this Friday, we don't have any new artwork yet for the Legends set. Just, you know, don't want to set too many expectations there. But we will be announcing the theme of the set this Friday. And I will say right now, it is going to be a four-card release uh, for the uh, for the Legends. So they will be somewhat related uh, to some type of theme. We'll announce what that theme is uh on friday and then yeah after that we'll be having um teasers uh going on every week uh up until um up until late september so i think for like about six weeks we'll be doing teasers here uh planning to do pre-orders on september 10th at this point uh for then dropping the sets right at the end of september Nice. To kind of give everyone a, a sense as to, you know, when to expect everything there. So, um, yeah, so four-card set. You'll find out more real soon. I sense a lot of deathmatch tournaments coming in October. Oh, yeah, definitely. And <laughs> I think, well, and then, you know, other other Fed HQ news there, you know, we don't have a, a specific date yet, but we've been tossing around dates with the, the team there for the October virtual uh, get together. So we will have a virtual convention in October. There's talk of maybe even having a special guest, maybe a special card associated with it. So there's oh, a couple goodness. of different things that we, you know, we might uh, make kind of, kind of interesting uh with with that get together uh and i think as part of that we'll have a little bit of game playing and we will definitely have a deathmatch tournament as part of one of the tournaments uh that that day so <laughs> nice nice uh well th- that sounds great i mean obviously the virtual cons and, and get togethers have been uh, a huge part of the past year and a half for the community mm-hmm. and i think really helped to kind of like you know bring community together enhance the enjoyment of the game and um the fact that it's something that you know that continues um even now that you know obviously there were people that were able to attend galaxicon in person this year it's uh it's cool to kind of keep the the virtual stuff going because it's just another way for everybody to connect have a good time and score limited edition cards you never mm-hmm. know so oh yeah that was a big draw this this time for sure yeah right. it's worth um, it. it it is it is worth it it's one of those things where you know oftentimes because the the virtual con admission price is so low it's like even if you are unable to attend you're still going to score that card so mm-hmm. uh sometimes more than one you never know <laughs> um just do it everybody it's exactly worth it. <laughs> um well uh promoters uh as you know we are joined here by brock atkinson and it is now time for us to dive into our promoter spotlight and brock the spotlight is now on you uh oh, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking the hot seat, dropping into the pit, right. the launching pad, whatever. Uh let's uh let's find out a little bit about you and your uh uh Champions of the Galaxy and Filsinger Games fandom. Um, you know, let's let's go ahead and just start off with the general stuff. When did you get involved and how did you get involved with the game? I actually bought the game as a Father's Day gift for my dad back in nineteen ninety seven, I think it was. Yes. And uh, it came, I was at school still, and he had it all set up when I got home from school. 
And he's like, Hey, look, check it out. It came like, let's play. And I'm flipping through and I'm like, this looks stupid. I was, like, <laughs> I, I, was like, I was looking at him like this, like, what is this? Like, Cause he had asked for it for a, you know, a couple of times and I didn't know what to get him. So I just got him that. So then we sat down we played through a card immediately hooked. Like nice. from that day, like I just had to play one time and then it was just, it was from that point on, I was hooked. Now, yeah. speaking of your dad, he, uh, you and he used to come to Galacticon together, right? Correct. We actually went to Galacticon that year. So we bought, we got the game in June of that year. Galacticon was in July. So I think we'd had maybe two or three weeks worth of playing. And that's how <laughs> we were. And we made it to Galacticon that year. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> and uh, when we showed up, we were the first ones there. And uh, Gene, remember Gene from the Sheldon house? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were the first ones there. We walk in, and he's like, what are you guys doing here? We're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. And then we ran into Tom, like, right around the corner after we walked out of the building. It was great. It was, and then I think we bought every set that was available up until that point before we left that weekend. That's how hooked we were. That's great. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. It was funny because we were telling Tom what we were doing with our Fed. We had probably played like a hundred cards by that point. We were playing two or three a night. Wow! And, and we were just like we would pick up hand. Like, do you remember when they had the the special edition cards just listed on the order forms that yeah. you would get with your orders? Yep. I just mentioned this on the Facebook group. I would just like cherry pick names that I liked because we didn't know who that they were actually like. You're supposed to play in like an order or anything like that. Sure. So whenever we were telling Tom about our Fed, our tag team champions were Dreadnought and Comrade Terror. And he's like, <laughs> so he sat, he's like, I want to sit you down with somebody and explain this to you. So he hooked us up with Steve Minskoff and, we, and he talked to us for a couple hours, just like getting us on the right track. But it was hilarious. Like we had no idea what we were doing. We were so, so new to it at the time. Sure. Oh, that's, that's so cool though. I mean, you know, one of the things that obviously we see now, especially with like something like Kronos and, and whatnot is that it, it truly is your, you know, it's your game and you do whatever you want with it. And, and mm-hmm. it's just cool to hear that you were able to, you know, put together your own stuff and, uh, oh God, those order forms. I remember doing similar things, you know, just seeing yeah. all these names and being like, I want this guy, this guy, and this guy. <laughs> um, now, so you've been playing then for, you know, about almost 25 years now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you have uh, like a fed that you've had that whole time or have you you've done like some stops and restarts and that sort of stuff? My current fed that I started then is probably right around, I think it's in 2108. Okay. I'm I'm pretty slow moving with it. I kind of yeah, always like fortune though. So yeah, okay. not not much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I keep going back to it every once in a while. But I always want to like just jumpstart to like twenty one, twenty five, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just I could try and get current. I sure. did that a little bit. I played that with some other people, but it just didn't feel right, you know, because there's all that history that's missing. So. Yeah, I completely understand. I, I've tried to do the same thing on a couple of occasions just because I wanted to be current, especially like when Black Death was going on and it seemed to be, mm-hmm. you know, people were so into it and I was reading stuff on the boards and I, you know, I, I have the sets, I've read the booklets, I know what's, you know, what's happening, what's coming. It's just where I am in my particular Fed history. It's like, well, 
that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I did too. I can't help but read ahead. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, uh, you know, speaking of, of, of kind of like that, that creativity and, 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 you know, creating your own thing, um, you obviously have also been responsible for creating some bootleg sets and bootleg characters and, and, and even have a character in, uh, FTR, uh, the second FTR set. So, um, when did you start creating your own characters? Pretty quick after that first Galacticon. Yeah. Again, it was the, the Steve Minskoff influence. He had given me mm-hmm. the uh, Carnage and Slaughterhouse cards, the Armageddon tag team. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? You can make your own guys? <laughs> <laughs> and then that just clicked the switch for me. And then I was just... But uh, I think it was ever since 1999, a group of us put out the Phil Singer Corporation set. Mm-hmm. And I probably put something out every year since then, either with other wow. people or on my own. Yeah, it got out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there, no. there was a big bootleg boom in the early 2000s. Absolutely. A lot of really bad stuff that I unfortunately was a part of too. So. Oh, me too. I so, 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 so much of the stuff that I created, like, you know, from like 99 to 2000, you know, th- that year in particular was just so bad. It was, you know, all of it was so overpowered. Most of it was just, you know, a pastiche of like existing comic book characters or, or yeah. you know, or whatever TV show I happened to be watching at the time. And yeah, not, not, not great, but <laughs> I'd like to, think we all got better at it though <laughs> i think we did i think we did i think it was required to have at least one animan and gladiator in each set too oh, <laughs> Animan for sure yeah yeah <laughs> you know the funny thing is is that's one thing i never did i never i never did an animan and i never did a gladiator i did some titans um but yeah i just i don't know i when i finally got around to making like a set it was the idea was that it was all like earth-based wrestlers mm-hmm. and um but that they had a, a big titan influence because um like rising sun was one of the the trainers or whatever and so they 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 came from all over the globe and then there were a few people that came from titan and a few people that came from from like demos and that sort of stuff but um but but uh, you've also obviously created uh, some sets and and have some stuff that's even you know currently available for promoters I believe like your NDW sets is that correct Yeah, those are still available. They're on my website. Um, I could plug it if you if yeah, you want. Yeah, plug away. It. Well, we'll get it again uh, at the end too. But you might as well get it out there now. <laughs> all right, there you can pick them up at uh, brockstercomics.com slash NDW cards. They're all available there. There's some stuff for download, and then most of it's for you know print stuff that I can mail out and all that stuff. But they're on there. Yeah, so there's some really good stuff there too. And you, now, if I'm not mistaken, you've done a lot of these different ones with uh, some your uh, friends there as well, right? Yeah, it was. It's actually the story behind it is we. I used to run the comic book store, New Dimension Comics, and uh, so we ran a Fed there using just like random Phil Singer games cards from any different line of the game. And uh, so then it, it became new dimension wrestling and we would play there. And then whenever uh, we started making sets, we're like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't use the word new dimension. So we'll just call it next dimension just in case there's ever like a <laughs> lawsuit or something. <laughs> from the but uh, that's where it started. My friend Ken and I, he he was the general manager of all the stores. And then I've managed the cranberry store. And we all, we just, we came up with the, the characters on the fly. And uh, the first two were, 
Falcon Parker and Eagle Richards. And the story behind that, those names were, we had a guy who, who had a pool box with us who would just, he was inconsistent. He would always like just quit showing up and we'd have all these books pulled for him. <laughs> so he came in on a Sunday when neither one of us were working and made up an alias to open, <laughs> open his sub back up as Ram Xavier. So we're like, Hmm. So we just take a random animal and then like a Nick and a surname from a Marvel character. So that's where Falcon Parker and Eagle Richards came from. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And the artwork it's worth saying too, is just, is, is fantastic. I mean, those two characters in particular, uh, I, I love their art and I love the, the stories. And uh, one of the cool things too, uh, is that if people go to the website, um, they can actually read the bios for, you know, for these characters there mm-hmm. um, and, and see kind of, you know, that stuff before ordering, which I think is really cool and get an idea of like who these characters are and, um, you know, and then get the cards. Um but but I, I love that I love the fact that that you know a where those names came came from, but also where the name of the, the Fed in general came from, and and being at a comic book store. Um, and it sounds like you had kind of a good community as far as people playing there, kind of in in person. Um, and we did, you, we did. You even organized a couple of like uh, cons, basically for for the game there, right? We did. We actually we started in 2015, I think it was. 2000, no, 2016, because 2020 would have been the fifth one. Okay. And we did it on Tabletop Day. They keep moving Tabletop Day around now. When it yeah. used to be the last Saturday in April, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. We would always have that one there. And our attendance grew every year. That's awesome. And it was great because the prize was we would give away a card at the, at the event. And if you won the tournament, you got to create the card that was released at the next event. And then we would we would play with just the original twenty four until they started. You guys started making the uh, the other sets, like moving on from the like twenty eighty eight and up. And then we just said whatever current color set is out up to from the classics. That's that's what time like we would be able. To, what, what year is it now? Twenty ninety, I think. Yeah, twenty ninety one. Yeah, yeah ninety one. So uh, you would have that whole roster, whoever's still active in the GWF at that time, plus every created character that was created by the tournament winners were, would be the pool of characters to play from. Nice. So nice. that's what, that's where Rick Flareon came from. <laughs> that was one of the names I was going to ask about. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, Sam Luptak actually won that tournament. He's like, I've created hundreds of characters. So he gave it to the runner up, which happened to be my nephew. And he came up with Rick Flareon, which is hilarious. <laughs> I absolutely love that one. <laughs> yeah. The, the artwork of course is incredible. And just the, the idea of the character is so great. It's like, it's, it, it, you know, it's like an animan, but not <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> Warner's amazing. Like everything he touches is he gives me exactly what I'm looking for every time. Never have to ask for a revision or anything. He just he knocks it out of the park on the first try. Yeah. Well, and speaking of knocking out of the park, let's talk about another character that you created. We mentioned the FTR set, Mayhem. Like I, I feel like <laughs> Mayhem, just that artwork is so great. Uh can you tell us a little bit about the creation of Mayhem? I, I just thought it'd be funny to make an, an animan that just is so afraid of the gladiators that he just wanted to be one and yeah. join them somehow. 
So that and it's, it's funny, like all this stuff I've submitted to like create a character contest and stuff. Mayhem is the one that wins. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> well, I, I could tell you, you know, you know, when, when the, we were looking through all the submissions, we kind of like, you know, cl- you know, uh, Rob, myself and Mike were kind of looking at them as they came in. As uh-huh. soon as we saw Mayhem, all of us die. We're like, this one has to be. In the <laughs> That's hilarious. It's got kind of a cult following now I'm seeing too. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, that, that, I think what Rob has done with the character, uh, especially in the last set with the booklet, it's, it's just been just some really, really great stuff. And the fact that at the tournament, he knocked out uh, a pardon in the, yeah. In the tournament. yeah, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, should not have happened it should have never happened <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's i i think that yeah he he's the character lends itself obviously to comic relief and yet uh i i think the really neat thing that rob did uh, you know in writing with the last booklet is kind of layered on some extra stuff and created some really cool like you know potential like tension and moments with with other characters and and just allowed a lot of room for kind of like growth and and, and to oh yeah he captured the person personality I was going for with that character perfectly in the latest handbook. Just like, nice. look at me. It's all about me, yeah. you know, lying about everything just to try and get that attention. So <laughs> it's exactly what I had in mind whenever I, I came up with it. I'm trying to take advantage of that poor penguin. Right. Okay. <laughs> penguin was smarter than him. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, um, you mentioned comic books, obviously working at the comic book store and, and, and uh, managing a comic book store. Uh, so I'm curious, what's, uh, what's your connection to comics to this day? Are you still involved with the store or? Uh, I got let go. I, I was down to one day a week mm. whenever the pandemic hit and they're yeah. like, look, you know, we just, cause I ran the events basically. Okay. And there was really no need for me after that. Yeah. So I, I think I'll end up going back eventually once things start picking up a little bit. But sure. So I was like the Pokemon professor and all that stuff at the, at the oh, store. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I know as, as, as someone who also got let go because I was in, in charge of groups and events where I was working as well. So mm-hmm. I, I could totally sympathize. Um, but that said, uh, you know, one of the burning questions I have working in the comic book store, do you, do you have any favorite books that you, that you read now or uh, that you're still reading? I, I only read the Ninja Turtles line from IDW currently. Yes, dude. Last Ronin. Come on. That mm-hmm. book is awesome. <laughs> yeah. They, 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 I hope that this is now the definitive Ninja Turtle history because they've had so many origins, but this one to me is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally agree. I, I, I think that uh, they, they just created some really, really cool stuff. And I love the way that the line has captured kind of all the, the facets of, of Turtles throughout the years. You've got some of the darker, mm-hmm. more serious stuff, like the original Mirage comics. You've got some sillier kind of tongue-in-cheek stuff that kind of go along with, like, adventures and, the, and you know, the old cartoon. And, um, you know, just, yeah, the, 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 the gritty kind of urban feel of some of the stuff and then that weird, outrageous, intergalactic craziness that, you know, you you, you again kind of saw in the cartoon so uh i i'm i'm totally with you man i i think that the idw turtle stuff is awesome i love it i, I rebuy all the hard covers too the omnibus ones so great to, for reader copies because those older ones like the original 10 or 15 issues are they're up there 
Yeah. Yeah. And those, those hardcovers are just awesome. IDW does a great job with those. Their transformers ones were the same way, just being able to kind of like put them together in chronological order and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and not worrying about crossovers or, you know, well, this series didn't come out until this day. It's just like, no, this is how it's meant to be read. That's how we're going to put it together. Yeah. Um, Man, yeah, that's super cool. I, literally, the only comics that I read these days are Turtles comics and Star Wars comics. So there you I'm, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, another cool thing that that you've done um, recently, if I'm not mistaken, is that uh, you did a restart with your NDW fed, and you've been playing it on Twitch, right? Yeah, on Sunday nights at nine o'clock. Dude, teach us about Twitch. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty new to it too, so I'm kind of learning as I go. But um, it's rough. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> I play tabletop for for Champions of the Galaxy, so you got all the charts and stuff, and you have to have your camera lined up and everything. And sure, so it's it's tough. Like, it's it's harder than I thought it was going to be. But uh, I read a lot of horror stories. Like, your first five or six streams, expect to be there by yourself, like just talking to a camera. But I've had a pretty good turnout so far. I was surprised. Nice. I, I think I. Yeah, I'm having fun with it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the the Fed because I'm trying to play it by the book as I as I wrote it for NDW. So there's only eight characters to start. Okay. And <laughs> this past stream, I brought in the next four, like the special edition cards that came out throughout that time. But um, I had four guys go down to injury. I'm like, oh, I don't know what no. to do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's and it's happening live because I, I try and play through an entire month at one time. Okay, and, and then I'm losing all these guys to injury, so I'm moving matches around. And I made these nice graphics for every card and everything. Had to throw all that out when it went live because none of the matches actually happened. Oh, man. card subject to change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I said that before I started. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it, and then it, you run the risk of running very long. Mm, sure. Like, I think it was three hours and 45 minutes this past Sunday. And wow. I could barely talk afterwards. Cause I'd, I'd went to AEW rampage on Friday night. So I lost my voice there. And then Sunday night, it's like, I talked for three and a half hours to, <laughs> Oh man. And yeah. now we're making you talk again. Right. I, I've recovered. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> that sounds like that, that reminds me of my all in weekend. Cause you know, we were podcasting like all day, Friday, uh-huh. Saturday, and then went to the show Saturday night. And then Sunday, there were a few things in the morning and stuff like that. And it was, yeah, it was, it was rough by the time, by the time I got <laughs> home Sunday night, I was, I couldn't, I could barely speak. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's really cool. I, I, I like, uh, you know, cause we've obviously talked about trying to figure out ways to use different, you know, the different technology. And, and once we started the podcast, you know, there was this idea, it's like, okay, well, you know, how can we branch out and do some other things? And it's been really cool to see what, uh, a lot of the other promoters are doing. And obviously there are other podcasts out there now and there's mm-hmm. stuff on YouTube and, you know, but, but to have kind of, uh, a Twitch presence for the game is, is, is really cool. And, um, and, and for your own, creations i think just again speaks to the the creativity that the game inspires and um absolutely the, now the first set that you're playing with you're talking about that when did that set come out that came out in 2016 i believe yeah okay. galacticon how, 2016 so how many do you have now in total do you know um there's four now i think okay but how i did the first set there's four years worth of I'd, I wanted to make like a, uh, it was like a growing promotion, like from the ground up. Sure. 
so it's two different factions of four guys. It starts out. And then that's like the, that's January through March. And then April, like second quarter is four more guys. And then the third quarter, four more guys. And then the fourth quarter, obviously four more guys. And then some special cards here and there from like the tournament winners and stuff like that. But it's like, it's just that slow build. And yeah. now there's, and now it's just blown up. Now it's like, how many, <laughs> why do I have so many characters? This is ridiculous. So, <laughs> in the latest one, I, uh, I just had this event happen where 14 of them disappeared. Oh, wow. They're just gone. <laughs> it's because there was, there's so many characters. So I got to find a way to downsize. I think I found a cool way to do it. Cause I had introduced this one character that came from an alternate earth. That was like a dark version of earth called the shadow land. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so when he came over, he caused like a rift and it's, and eventually like he caught the attention of certain people. So they went to find this guy who caused this anomaly. Like basically I wrote Loki before Loki happened. But <laughs> So uh, they uh, they find him, track him down, find out how he jumped between dimensions, and then in the process discovered that all these other guys are also from alternate realities from all over the, all different places. So in, to correct that, they sent them all back to the Shadowland, even though they're from all different realities. Well, Just then you can have new Shadowland promotion that comes exactly. Right. So, <laughs> it, it, it it's part plot convenience, part <laughs> <laughs> part cleanup effort, part you know could a, could branch out into something else. You know, a, a whatever works, and B, you know, it's 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 not a bad idea. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's 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 certainly not something that uh, uh, other people haven't done. <laughs> Some exactly time to kind of reset the table, so to speak. Um, well, that's I, I, you know, I again, one of the things that I've always been a huge fan of is is, is the creativity that gets inspired by the game, and mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I've tried my hand here at a few things, but none of it has ever really stopped. I, you know, I had a, a promotion um, that I did a set for, gosh, it's probably been like 15 years ago um, when I put the set together and, and the artwork never got, you know, fully completed. So it, again, it just never really went anywhere. But uh, I think it's really, really cool that, you know, not only have you done it, but you've got some longevity out of it now. And there's, you know, there's more characters to come and, um, and, and the stuff that you've obviously, you know, shared on the boards and, and giving people access to is, is, is just super cool. So uh, feel free to plug anything that you want to plug uh, and, and tell <laughs> people where they can find you and where they can find more uh, of your sets and your cards. All right. Well, the website is broxercomics.com. It's B R O C S T E R comics.com slash ndw cards they're all all the stuff's there the ordering information all that stuff character bios all the handbooks are available for download so if you want to read up on it first before you know jumping in taking the plunge um or just see how crazy things get because it gets a little bizarre stuff i'm not gonna lie <laughs> at one point we had a raccoon running around that was infected with distemper because <laughs> because because one of the guys saw one it was freaked out by it so he became roadkill raccoon and it's just a regular old raccoon but he just happens to be in, infected with distemper um he wrestled for a while <laughs> so that's awesome 
So there's a there's a wide range of like there's some serious stuff there's a lot of goofy stuff but it's it's just it's all fun you know. There's one one of my favorites here, Ginger Rogers. <laughs> yes, <and> his ongoing <laughs> story. <laughs> Ginger Rogers is a name that gets made fun of a lot. Everyone's like, "Did you know that that was an old Hollywood star?" Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it was a total coincidence, man. I yeah. had no clue. <laughs> but that's just some dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah, he, he went to the shadow land and came back as the Crimson Shadow after that. Oh, more nice. super more superhero theme, a little darker. Um, I'm trying to think of some other cool stuff that or bizarre stuff that's in there, but uh I did a take on all the Universal Monsters. Uh, there's a big Frankenstein guy called Adam Prometheus. Um, Very nice. I like that name a lot. Thanks. We got Murky Waters, who's the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Lycan Moon, who's the Wolfman. Who else is there? I'm on the spot. I can't remember. Oh, Vladimir Plasma is my Dracula. that's another great name um oh man well i you know brock this has been a lot of fun and i would be remiss not to mention the fact that obviously the tournament that you know you've you've held uh is of course in honor of your father uh gary Mm -hmm. and um obviously there there wasn't an in-person tournament this past year um when are you hoping are you, you going to run another one I hope to. I have the trophies made already. Oh, well, there you, you have to then. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it's just a wonderful way to, you know, to honor your dad's memory and, and, and incorporate, you know, your, your love of the game, uh, his love of the game. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's, it's super cool. So I certainly hope that, that it continues and, and, and runs for, you know, as long as you want it to. Yeah, me too. I, I think, I think we're close to coming back. I, I want to keep running it at the store, but it, sure. right now they're they're they have no events still because yeah. of, because of this wonderful pandemic we're still in the midst of. But yeah, hopefully yeah. soon. I, I mean, I'm still I don't work there anymore. But we're, I'm still friendly with everybody that's still there, so I definitely think it'll happen sooner rather than later. Cool. Well, you know, you always do a good job of, you know, keeping everybody updated on the board. So certainly continue to do that because I'm sure anybody who's in the vicinity or, you know, could, could make it would love to to take part. And, uh, and even those of us that obviously can't, you know, love to hear about it. So, um, yeah, you know, just keep us updated and, uh, what's, what's your, uh, I, I mean, I know what it is, but just for the benefit of the promoters out there, uh, what's your handle over on the, uh, over on the boards? I'm Brockster. Of course I'm you just- are. On just about everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you've got the awesome mayhem artwork as your avatar right now. That is correct. (laughs) uh, So awesome. Oh, Brock, thank you so much for joining us for the promoter spotlight. We're going to have you stick around because we've got a couple more things that we're going to get to here uh, in just a second. Um, But we really appreciate you being a part of our promoter spotlight. This is. Hey, thanks for having me. This is, this is fun. Is this our third one? Our second. This is only our second one, isn't it? Well, the third one we had Mike Fortune as well. That's right, we did. What? Well, it's yeah. I mean, we yeah. It's true. <laughs> I should have been ahead of Fortune. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, come on, sex sells, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that damn border closing. We just felt bad for him. So. Yeah, that's right. uh, <laughs> uh, 
well, um, so promoters, we hope you enjoyed the spotlight. And of course we will absolutely be continuing this segment. We've got a few other promoters, uh, lined up, uh, down the road and, and we'll get to those, um, when we can, uh, speaking of getting the things when we can, our promoter mailbag, uh, is, is just stuffed to the gills. We had our last episode was our Q and a, and we wanted to show some love to some of the questions that we didn't get around to. Uh, so we're going to take a question here from malice lover. And his question is one that I, I felt, I, I wanted to get to as soon as we possibly could because it was one that I really wanted to dive into. And that is, what is your favorite COTG edition in the history of the game and why? Todd, I've done enough talking. Why don't you <laughs> tell us, first of all, what your favorite edition is and why? Oh, this is very tough. It yeah, is I was tough. trying to think about that. Yeah, just like, you know, what, what would you qualify for? You know, is it just the cards in there? Is it the story that's being told? Is it like kind of what you did with that too? Right. Um, I, you know, I think the one that that stuck out to me, uh, and I think it was part of it, is just you know how I played it, some of the characters and how I played it, but it was um, Subversion twenty one twenty one with mm. the debut of Monolith. Uh, and, you know, just a lot of things happen, you know, some really cool characters in there, obviously Monolith being the chief one, but then also Bloodline and Incubus coming together, uh, you know, and, and forming that, like, to me, that that set just, uh, you know, and, you know, playing that set there was, I think, one of my favorite ones that I got to do. And, and for some reason, that one always kind of sticks out to me as a big favorite. Yeah, I I can totally get that. Those those were some great years. I mean, that's the thing. It's like when you start looking back, you, you're trying to kind of figure out what are your favorite years. And and for me, it was hard to narrow it down to just one because oftentimes, like you'd be like, wow, that stretch of you know this year to that year was just so good. Um, so so I did. I cheated a little bit, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I I couldn't not mention the original set I, I feel like 2087 just sets things up so perfectly the amount of fun i had with that set just i i mean hours and hours and hours and hours of fun um and 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 it it, it started everything um I also absolutely loved 2099, the, the first Civil War uh, set. I just the idea of pitting the gladiators against one another, um, you know, where a lot of the other characters were at that particular point in time. You know, Star Warrior and Thantos had kind of had their downgrades and were, you know, tagging together. So it was it was really time to make way for kind of new talent. Pulsar Prime was, you know, uh, uh, on the rise in my mix. And and, and just, I, I just, yeah, I just really loved that Civil War era. Um, and then, uh, 2112 actually take over 2112 was one of my favorite oh that you know what that's right up there for me too yeah Yeah. i just loved that year i love that part of the storyline so much there was so much cool stuff going on you know being able to have bloodline kind of at the top of my card um you know not always in the most uh savory of ways you you know certainly a lot of cheating was going on to keep him there and i love the bloodline injury (laughs) chart um you know just having him be just be angry and and at the top of the card uh but eventually that gave way to uh i think when thunder um had his first you know big big run uh with the with the title uh that year as well so um yeah that's just the whole takeover team and you know i know they won all the titles in my fed you know that was a big that was a landmark thing yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. And also I, I felt like the, you know, there's a, we did get a question and, and I don't want to necessarily answer this question, but it was basically about like biggest disappointments. And one of the things that I remember that year uh, is that I pushed Scion Nexus to the moon because for me, I felt like he was a guy that just needed to be at the top of the card. And uh, it, yeah, he and Bloodline had an amazing feud. Um, he he kind of got screwed out of the title on a couple of occasions, but he could never really win the big one, which cemented the fact that Bloodline was legit for me and and also was like the idea that like ah cyan nexus isn't going to necessarily really be able to to be the guy that i you know that i hang he's not gonna be the face of the company basically uh so uh but i love that i I loved that set and and again it was one that uh, i just got a lot of enjoyment out of and i felt like inspired um you know a a bit more creativity than maybe some of the other years had um and then i got to give an honorable mention to the early classics i just felt like as as you know the, the fodder that that set gave me um you know for for creativity and the fact that i'm still slowly painfully slowly working through that that <laughs> classics uh years fed that i've got going um is uh it's just been so enjoyable to be able to relive those years and it reminded me brock too when you were talking about like your ndw sets and kind of going like you know january through march and that sort of thing is that i love the way that mike set out the booklet in a very similar fashion so that yeah. it wasn't necessarily like the overview of a whole year but you could take it like this is what happened the first few months of the year this is what happened the you know, last few months of the year or whatever and gave you an opportunity to like set up debuts in a different way because sometimes i know for me personally i almost always felt when i got you know one of tom's sets that at the perennial that that year i was going to debut all the new talent yeah i always did that too yeah um and 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 so there was something about those early classics years that it was just sort of like oh no i'm gonna gonna wait i'll bring this guy in in like march or april or something it makes more sense to do it that way (laughs) right (laughs) um so so yeah those would probably be the standouts for me Uh, i could certainly talk about like martial law 21 24 that was another year that i really loved had a lot of fun with that was the the rise of tricks man tricks was my my galaxian (laughs) champion for a while he beat monolith he beat monolith in a circus cell match man it was it was insane (laughs) he was like my top guy for a while and he and swarm had it just a a crazy blood feud I had Trix and Oracle turn Mantis on Swarm. This is long before Black Death, obviously. Uh, I, I had that. Um, so I had Mantis basically be like painted in like, you know, black and white face paint and, 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 and just under their influence kind of hypnotized by Oracle. And, uh, and, and so Swarm had to fight to, to get his son back. And, uh, and they just had an insane feud that lasted most of the year. Of course, it was also the year that Wolf just got absolutely dismantled by Monolith. Could not win a match to save his life. Oh yeah. That so, series was not. Yeah. It was wasn't pretty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, you, yeah. What about you, Brock? Uh, my hands down. My favorite set is uh, invasion 2088. Nice. Just because of the characters in it. It has my all-time favorite, Billy Joe Boxer. Oh, right on. And then you also get Spike debuting and the um, Ram and Badger. It's a great, one of my favorite tag teams. Just a great set all around. And then it's just, you know, it's continuing then. Like that first expansion set. You're like, okay, this is going to keep going, you know, kind of deal. That's so a when, really. When you first got the the game, did you just get the twenty eighty seven set then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just so you and then twenty eighty eight until you got to Jamestown then. Mm-hmm. And then I got everything else. I think it, up through twenty one oh seven. I think was wow. what came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of history. Right. Okay. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I you know that's that's a ha twenty eighty eight is such a great set because I I had a lot of fun with that year as well because I I think I got twenty eighty eight and twenty eighty nine at the same time but I at at that point I was committed to playing kind of slowly so I was playing like full year yeah. so twenty eighty eight like got like a full year you know not literally but but you know played out in game time and uh, Bishop Hell was mm-hmm. a mega star for me. He was the first double champ because he beat yeah. Star Warrior. He, he won the Interplanetary Championship and then he beat Star Warrior for the Galaxian title and you know, it's just like, well, alright that happened and now what do I do? <laughs> so many great characters in that set. Why is Billy Joe Boxer your favorite character? His level 2 offense. <laughs> Alright. Three <laughs> level 3 rows, yeah. Yep, and, and with no like obstruction at all, they all go through. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's just I really liked, I latched onto him, I don't know why, but he, he actually like, I think he started like 25-0 and 0 or something like that for me. He was wow. beating everybody. Wow. He immediately became champion, like, I think he beat Thantos for the title. Like he was just unstoppable. And then I just fell in love with him because he was just beating everybody. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting too. Cause like, if you look at his artwork um, and then you look at the reimagined artwork, it's one of the like few examples where there's not necessarily like a huge difference between, Mm -hmm. you know, between the two pieces, which I think is just a testament to like, you know, Chuck's original artwork. And and of course, you know, capturing the spirit of that. So, so well, but um, man, well, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is, uh, given the time, we could go through every single year and tell you why we loved that year more than the <laughs> year before. But, uh, but you know, I, I do w- want to move on to do a little bit more of a somber note and, and something that, you know, we didn't get the chance to address, uh, obviously, when it happened because we were uh, taking a little bit of a break. And, and it happened, I think, literally right after we recorded our last episode. Uh, and, of course, that's the passing of Bobby Eaton. Um Bobby Eaton for me was a guy that I can remember watching, you know, when I was young so well. And yet at the time I was watching him as a kid, didn't really give him much thought. And, 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 and yet now looking back, I'm 40 years old now. The first time I ever saw him was probably, I was probably like eight, maybe I want to, yeah, I want to say I was, it was like 89 or so probably, you know, or well, no, it would have been 88 because it was still in WA and it hadn't transitioned fully to WCW. So it would have been 88. So I guess I was about seven years old. The first time I saw him probably around the time of the first clash of the champions. And, um, you know, looking back, I think the reason why I remember him so well and can remember watching him so clearly and, and have enjoyed him even more over the past decade or so, um, is, is that he was just so incredible. He was so good at everything he did and he's, you know, he's truly one of the the all time greats. Um, and certainly, you know, as a tag team wrestler, I, I don't think there are many people that could even be mentioned in the same conversation as him. That's how good he was. Um, you know, you, you'd hear stories over the past few years about, you know, he was having health problems or this was happening or that was happening. And then all of a sudden it would just be like, no, Bobby's fine. It's, it's great. You know, and I, I, I think uh, it, it created this sense of security that like, oh, you know, Bobby's going to be OK. And then, you know, one day he, he wasn't and, and you hear about it. And it was it was just a real bummer and a real shame. And and obviously there are a number of, of promoters who were huge fans of his and some who, you know, who knew him. Uh, had met him. Uh, I never had the pleasure of doing that, but um, just one of the most incredible in-ring talents of all time and someone that we are so incredibly fortunate to have in the game um, and, and a huge, huge loss. Um, 
Brock, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton? I think he's probably one of the most underrated performers of all time. Like you, I didn't really have much of an appreciation for him from when I, from when I was younger because it was kind of at the tail end and he wasn't booked very well. Yeah, sure. And like I just remember him just being a job guy kind of in WCW. And now I recently with the WWE Network or Peacock or whatever it is now, like I've been watching a lot of older stuff. And the guy was, he just always was doing what he was supposed to do. Never missed anything. He was just in the right yeah. position for everything. And if he wasn't, he would make it look like he was supposed to not be or whatever. Just like the way he would fall would just be like, oh, I'm in position for the next thing that's going to happen. Like he was just always perfect, like with every, so fluid with everything. Like, I just, you know, it's just great. It's such a great, you know, in-ring guy. Like, I can't believe, like, well, I've been watching a lot now. Like, since his passing, a lot of stuff has been posted, and I've just been sitting watching a ton of it. And it's all good. No matter who his opponent is, it's good. Yeah. But he's just, you know, unbelievable talent. He's definitely one of those guys that, you know, fits that adage of, like, he could make anybody he was in the ring with look better. Mm-hmm, you know, absolutely. No who he was who he was standing across from like he made them better um and uh I, I can't remember who it was now but they were talking about the you know the the sweet stan lane beautiful bobby iteration of midnight express specifically and they were talking about how you know stan lane was kind of you know he was flashy and he was pretty and he was you know and he was equally good but a lot of times you know watching that especially as a casual fan like he's the one that tended to kind of stand out and yet everyone knew that like Bobby was the 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 workhorse and he didn't look the part necessarily but he was faster than Stan was and Stan yeah. was pretty damn quick you know but right. like Bobby was so fast as well as being just so gifted and you know he he his aerial uh, offense was was just um Again, it wasn't necessarily as flashy as maybe like some of the guys that were coming, you know, up right behind him, like you know Brian Pillman and and, and Jushin Liger having those matches that you know Bobby would would of course be on the same card on time, and, and yet his offense was still just as uh, uh, incredible. And 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 I think for you know a lot of the people that 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 really look at, at that particular part, the hardcore fans and, and and the people in the business, you know, it was easy to see that like you know Bobby was just yeah on a, on another level and and definitely underrated. I think by by the the majority of, of fans uh todd what about you any any thoughts about uh, bobby eaton well you know i i think probably my most you know vivid memory of him kind of watching when i was you know for you know when i was in my height in my youth was actually not a tag team match it was actually him versus arn anderson on i mm. believe super brawl where they fought for the tv title and bobby won the tv title and just, I just remember being in awe by how, how awesome Bobby Eaton was. And I, you know, I had seen some of the tag matches, but you know, a lot of those times, like I never really thought of like, Oh, it's just a tag guy, but seeing him like break out as a singles and really kind of like really appreciating and like just being in awe of him there. Like mm-hmm. I was love that match. I've watched that match a bunch back and just, you know, that when I think of Bobby, Eaton, I, for some reason, I always think of that, of him in that winning the TV title match. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that year in particular, that, that, that kind of that 1991, um, you know, where he, uh, won that title he you know he also had a uh, two out of three falls match with rick flair um yeah. at clash of the champions oh, yeah. which was just another you know great match and he ended up dropping the title to, to stunning steve austin um yeah. which what is that which, guy ever do yeah right <laughs> uh uh but yeah he was you know he was a member of the dangerous alliance he was you know uh i, I just like i, I don't know he, he was in 
involved in the um, the War Games match. Uh, it, it, I guess it was 1992, not 1991. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, he just just uh, such an incredible talent with such an incredible career, um, you know, and, and was wrestling, God, you know, right up until um 2015 uh is what i'm seeing was his last match so wow um yeah just just an incredible talent and uh incredible incredible career um and it's it's definitely sad to um to you know to say say goodbye to somebody like him um you know it's um it's uh he's he's definitely a part of a lot of people's childhoods and uh, mm-hmm. i think for you know for us as wrestling fans you, you he's he's the type of guy that you grew to appreciate more as you got older and you and you learned more about wrestling and mm-hmm. i that to me is probably one of the biggest compliments that you can give to a guy is that you might not have appreciated him when you were like you know five and cheering hulk hogan or whatever but when uh-huh. you got older and you started to realize what's what you were like whoa that guy was that's good yeah um so obviously our thoughts are 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 with his family his friends to to promoters that knew him um and uh it it certainly makes rolling the dice a little bit different when you've got the midnight express on the table um but there's no doubt that that uh, he'll always have a place in the legends of wrestling line um and uh yeah we're, we're we're lucky to have him Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thrilled to have him. And I know uh, the Uncharted Territories guys are doing a big uh, watch along uh, this week. Uh, so definitely make sure to check that out as well. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, watch along with them and uh, check out some uh, cool highlights of his career. Nice. That's that's awesome. Uh, I look forward to that. Um, those guys, they're good guys. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's time for us to to, to go home here. Um, I want to give a couple of quick shout outs. One, I want to give a, a big thanks to Pete Beck, uh, our own Death Knight, too. Uh, Pete helped me to acquire a card that uh, was definitely at the top of my list, which is, of course, the original Johnny Rocket and his launching pad card. I'm now the proud owner of, of a copy of that. Uh, one that I, I missed uh, when I was coming up through the ranks, and uh, <laughs> now now it is in my possession. He was also kind enough to include his Death Knight manager card in Death Knight Two, so I also have those in my possession. Which, funny enough, I had told him that I had uh, uh, like you know bad scanned copies of from like you know back in like 1999 or something like that from the message <laughs> boards or, or Yahoo groups or whatever. But to have the actual cards is pretty cool. So thank you so much, Pete. I really appreciate that uh, being able to to, to work that out uh i had to pay for it but but you know what i didn't mind at all and he 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 cut me a good deal so uh you're you're a minch my friend uh also want to give a shout out to a fellow gwf uh podcaster phil singer games podcaster who released a uh, bootleg set just recently i got mine in the mail a couple weeks ago and uh it's awesome so uh uh, i just want to thank grant for that uh it's 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 a great set and um you know continuing to work with that particular promotion uh has been uh very satisfying i know for a lot of promoters and a lot of game fans so uh so thank you for that and of course thank you to everyone for for listening um brock before before we get out of here anything else that you want to say to uh the fellow promoters you want to give a plug to your website one more time sure uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll plug twitch this time i'm brockster yes. builds brockster builds on twitch uh the name came because i built legos first and nobody watched but uh <laughs> <laughs> but it is brockster builds on twitch and i'll be going live every sunday night at 9 p.m eastern time eastern time yes fantastic all right todd what do you got for us 
Um, well, you know, we're, we're, we're starting back up teaser season. So, uh, keep an <laughs> eye out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mondays is our, uh, future shock teasers, uh, Wednesdays for indies and, uh, Fridays is our legends night. And then, uh, make sure to put on the calendar September 10th for our, uh, pre-order for all the new sets coming out there, but just, you know, keep your eyes on what's coming out. You know, give your, uh, Give your thoughts on the boards. Who you, who who else you think might be coming in these sets there? And um, yeah, we'll be back next week uh, with another roll up. And actually, this one is going to be our Indies Tournament Edition. We're going to have a couple Ooh. special guests on for that one. We have a couple people booked in there, and we of course our Indies team as well will be involved. And we are going to decide a card for the Indies Prime for Q3. I already have um, talked to the winners of the different Indies tournaments at Galacticon and got their choices there. Uh, one of them is already in, in progress. The other one, we're trying to figure out if we can, you know, who exactly. You know, <laughs> give us a couple names. We're trying to get someone signed for that, uh, but we have, we have a backup if, if need be. Uh, but we'll decide that that third name there. And actually... Funny enough, we're gonna have a fourth bonus card. What? All right. Oh my goodness! Prime too. Yeah, Mike's gonna kill me, but we're gonna do it. So. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's not on the podcast. So I get to. I get That's to right. It, so. You'll find out more about that. I think right around pre-order time. Uh, what, what's involved with that card? Then? Well, I, I, you know, let me just say, promoters. You know, teaser season is always a lot of fun. Uh, it seems to be perpetually teaser season, although we've had a few <laughs> weeks off, which has been nice. But we, we had a nice uh, month and a half break. Yeah. Well, you have to but, digest Galacticon first, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, it's, it's you, you got the new uh, GWF set in your hands. It's you know, it's it's a great time of year. Uh, but that said, Future Shock, man, Mike has got some awesome stuff in store. Uh, I've had a sneak peek at a couple of things. I don't know everything, which is is, is infuriating. But uh, I do know I do know enough to say that uh, people are going to be super excited about some of the developments coming uh, and characters coming. And as far as the Deathmatch set goes, there's some really cool surprises. You'll definitely want to be tuned in uh, on pre-order night and, and of course the Legends set I think people are going to really enjoy I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it, it it's four great names and, and I think the theme will be one that uh, uh, people are um, excited about too so uh, yeah stay tuned keep your eyes peeled to the uh, the message boards of the philsingergames.com website for the news announcements of course you can also go to Filsinger Games uh, or at Filsinger Games uh, on Twitter and, and the uh, announcements are always posted there as well um, and so definitely st- join the uh, join the Facebook group too yes Absolutely. it's a lot of fun on there people are definitely enjoying that a lot um, it, I've been, I've just been, you know, I, I've just been lurking mostly, but uh, yeah, it, it has been really cool seeing people's questions, the dialogues, uh, Fed results, like a, a, pretty much anything and everything you can imagine uh, that we, you know, that we get in, in other avenues. But the, there's something about the Facebook group that that I think has just been really cool. It's it's a little bit more immediate mm-hmm. uh, than than the message mm-hmm. boards are, which has been a lot of fun. Um, not as immediate as maybe say Twitch, but uh, you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's 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 been a lot of fun. So. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be uh, back. Phil Singer, Phil Singer Games Promoters. Just make sure to search for that and then Facebook. So. Um, and, uh, well, I'll put a link in the show notes as well, but, um, yeah, uh, we'll be back next week with our, our Indies tournament, which will be a heck of a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, using some, some co-host poll here to try and make sure things go the way I want them to. And, uh, 
I'm kidding. Uh, and make sure you stay tuned to all the other cool stuff that's out there from uh, our, our friends, uh, of course, over at Uncharted Territory, um, Lee's uh, podcast, which I don't have the name in front of me the right Dizzy now. Dizzy Dice podcast. Thank you, the Dizzy Dice podcast. And then, of course, Grant's um, GWF uh, fan uh, um podcast as well so uh lots of cool stuff uh, out there right now for promoters uh phil singer games products lines and uh we'll come back next week uh we're, we're back at the swing of things no no more uh, uh hiatuses for a while so uh once again brock thank you so much for joining us it's been a blast thank you this is a great time appreciate it guys absolutely todd right. time to go home time to go home let's do it all right back next week <laughs>